Hey there, I'm Sarah McLaughlin. Thanks for joining me on the Chaos to Calm podcast, a podcast designed for women over 40 who think that changing hormones might be messing with their mood, metabolism and energy and want to change that in a healthy, sustainable and permanent way. Each episode will explore topics related to health and wellness for women in their 40s, like what the heck is happening to your hormones what to do about it with nutrition, lifestyle and stress management and inspiring conversations with guests sharing their insights and tips on how to live your best life in your 40s and beyond. So if you're feeling like you're in the midst of a hormonal storm and don't want perimenopause to be horrific, then join me on Chaos to Calm as I share with you how to make it to menopause without it wrecking your relationships and life. Hey there, it's me, Sarah, the perimenopause naturopath. Hopefully I'm your go-to guide for navigating the waves of perimenopause. I'm back with you again for another episode of Chaos to Come, episode number 35. In fact, today we are going to go into a topic that has me standing tall on my soapbox with my very finest ranty pants on. Oh dear, I hear so many BS things about life after 40 and perimenopause and menopause. So today we're going to dive into those, or some of them, and do some myth busting. Because I bet you've heard someone say to you, oh, turning 40, it's the beginning of the end, you know, you're getting old, not much you can do to change how you're feeling now. And anyway, you're a busy mum, so like, how are you going to change it anyway? You just have to put up with it. It'll get better when your kids are older or you're retired. <laughs> There's a whole lot of BS stuff going around. So strap yourselves in, get a nice cup of something hot that you enjoy, and let's go about debunking some of the biggest myths about life after 40. So I wanted to talk about Michelle. Let's call her Michelle and think of Michelle as a bit of all of the clients that I've had before and maybe Michelle might feel really f familiar to you. <laughs> Michelle's in her 40s and since she turned 40, she's feeling out of sync with her body, not quite the same. She's feeling flatter, tireder. Her clothes are starting to get tight. Some of my Michelle clients, some of my clients, let's call them Michelle, have already gone up a size and now that size is getting a bit tight and uncomfortable and all the things that they usually do, you know, knuckle down on what they're eating and avoiding sweet stuff or alcohol or desserts and things like that, it's not working anymore. And, you know, maybe they've been to their doctor or they've talked to someone else and saying they're tired, but they get told everything's fine or, well, you know, you're a, a busy mum, you work and, you know, paid work and unpaid work, all that mental labour, running kids around. It's a lot. Of course you're tired. You just kind of have to put up with it until it passes till your kids move out of home. Hmm. I always feel really sad when people accept that. And so conversely, I always feel really excited when I talk with someone and they're like, 
yeah, I got told this that, you know, I'm fine or I'm normal or there's nothing to see in my bloods and everything's okay, but it just doesn't feel like that. And I don't want to feel like this anymore. I get really excited. I got really excited talking with a new client today because she has been through the ringer, this particular client, in terms of tried all sorts of different stuff, been given a whole bunch of supplements at different times or one of those protocols that you get off the internet, a bunch of meal plans all based around calorie restriction and still struggling with weight that she can't lose and still struggling with feeling exhausted, still struggling with gut issues just no success and I loved that she didn't resign herself to that being her fate or just writing it off as yeah you know nearly 50 in perimenopause can't do anything about it I was so excited to talk with her today and really admire her persistence and tenacity in going no I don't need to put up with that and you know Michelle's story or Michelle (laughs) Or the client I spoke with today, my latest client, it's not not unique. It's certainly not unique. But the truth uh, behind the myths might surprise you. Or maybe you've got an inkling that it's, you know, those things that you hear aren't how it has to be. And you're wondering if there is another option. So I hope that you'll stay with me and listen to this episode today because I don't want those misconceptions or those myths of it being, you know, game over after 40 and when you're in perimenopause to stop you from thriving and enjoying this phase of life. So let's dive in. Let's get into it and see how you can make the most of this stage of life and don't let these myths get in your way um, of doing that. So let's start with myth number one. Exhaustion is just a normal part of being a busy woman after 40, especially if you're a mum. So I just want to say, I say it a lot, say it with me now, common does not make something normal. So many women have been told by their doctor that that fatigue is normal for their stage of life. Oh, you've just had a baby. Oh, you're breastfeeding. Oh, your kids are young. Oh, you work and your kids are young. Oh, you've got kids, you're working, blah, blah, blah. Oh, now you're in perimenopause. So you can still feel tired. Well, hmm. no, <laughs> no, just no. It doesn't have to be normal for you. Don't You don't have to accept that. And lots of women get told that without even anything being investigated. It's, you know, I could go on another rant here about how it's perpetuated by social norms and influences, even merchandise jokes about us being exhausted or a hot mess and all of those things, when really that exhaustion is often a byproduct of a really dysfunctional society, one that just doesn't support women and mothers, tells us we can do it all and have it all. But actually what they mean is we have to do it all, you know, You can't have it all when you're busy doing it all. Anyway, there's lots of reasons why you might be feeling like that. And if you're feeling perpetually exhausted, even if you're trying to eat well and you're looking after yourself and you're going to bed and trying to get a good amount of sleep and you're still feeling exhausted, then there's things to be looked at there. So here's some of the most common drivers that I see in my clients. Hyper-independence. So you doing all of the things by yourself and not, Uh, wanting to ask for help or get help because that's seen as weakness. Uh, 
Maybe I should do a whole episode on hyper-independence. It's so toxic and we're conditioned from a young age to be hyper-independent. It's actually really bad for us and our health. Anyway, other common drivers, iron deficiency or iron issues or B vitamin contributing to uh, anemia. Insulin resistance or imbalanced blood glucose levels, dehydration, basic, often the case. Um, so drink up your water there, friends. I've got a blog on it on my website if you're needing some more guidance around how much to drink. Insomnia. And of course, it can get worse in perimenopause because of the hormone changes. So helping your body adjust to the changes is really key to help symptoms like perimenopausal insomnia go away inflammation and thyroid dysfunction massive trigger for fatigue and exhaustion there so the next time that someone including your doctor tells you that you know it's normal to feel exhausted without doing a single thing to check on your health status then it's time for you to ask some questions or get a second opinion or a new doctor it's really does you a disservice when nothing is investigated. All right, myth number two. Oh, before I go into myth number two, so I'm not going to cover off all the things to do so much today because it'll, we'll be here for hours, but I know I have other podcasts on each of these topics and or blogs if you like to read. So I'll pop the links in the show notes and you can also search on my website for a particular blog. All right, myth number two, weight gain is not only inevitable after 40 in perimenopause, but it's irreversible. <laughs> now, I bet you've heard this one that your metabolism slows down after 40 and, you know, all downhill from there, you're just going to be putting on weight. So just buy some lucky waist pants and, and get over it, you know, and, and I'm not surprised that it sticks around because maybe everyone around you is also putting on weight and also it means that you kind of you know we can just eat whatever do whatever and not worry about it just resign ourselves to that there as well so yeah you know it's just part of life everyone around you it's happening to everyone interestingly there's been some new research that found that your metabolic rate stays the same from age 20 to age 60 <laughs> puts a dent in that myth hey <laughs> and even once you hit 60 your metabolism only drops by about 0.7 percent per year not even one percent per year so it's good news it is it's good news i promise because it means that that weight gain is not just part of the natural aging process which means there's something driving it there's something we can do about it. Yay. <laughs> so you don't have to accept that weight gain. You can actually take steps to lose it if you do gain it and you do want to. You may not. That's okay. But if you do, uh, if it's impacting, you know, how, what you do in life or the things that you want to do, then totally, uh, it's you know, it's might been part of my own story and it's something that I help the majority of my clients with. If you want to know more about my story behind that, I do have an early podcast episode about my story, but I also have my free masterclass. You can find, I'll pop the link in the show notes, but also you can find it on my website, theperimenopausenaturopath.com.au. It's a free class you can watch and learn about me and my and some of my clients as well and what 
we've changed for them. So myth number three, I think this one, it will persist for time, but I, I feel like maybe it is starting to change. Okay, so perimenopause equals old age. Perimenopause, menopause means you're old. And I reckon that this is why so many women deny being in perimenopause or they're totally shocked about, oh my God, it could be perimenopause because it makes them feel old and maybe even feel a bit shameful about that. Or are we feeling a bit obsolete, like we're kind of done and dusted then? It's like the end, which is really sad when you think about it. But I understand how it happens because our whole, uh, you know, our society values youth and beauty especially in women, we're not really allowed to age like men are. If you look at famous men in Hollywood, George Clooney and all, all those other, got Brad Pitt, any of them, they're all growing up. They've got grey hair, that's no problem, but women are not allowed to have grey hair or, or wrinkles or anything like that. We get lambasted over that and how we're not ageing well and blah, blah, blah. So perimenopause equals old age. Well, I think that that belief ties into the idea that menopause happens later in life. And maybe that's something that we formed early on in our, in our life because we saw the women going through menopause and they felt old to us when we were, you know, tweens and teens. But actually, you know, the hormonal shifts of perimenopause can start in your early 40s, even your late 30s. And there's some women with premature menopause even younger than that and so yeah you might be in your mid to late 30s and starting to have hormone shifts of perimenopause and it can last for like up to 10 years even 12 years before you finally get to menopause that's a long time to be feeling rubbish and thinking that you're old actually you know when we're living in well into our 80s and 90s it's only halfway through our life for goodness sake so, yeah, there's something deeper here that we need to question or just get rid of. <laughs> just let's get rid of it. And that's the idea of a woman's value, like I talked about before, how we're only useful if we're young, we're beautiful and we're able to carry or, or birth babies and raise babies. So when that stage is over, when our reproductive years are over, it's hard to see our, in, in our society and the way that it values things. It's hard to see what our purpose is. And I always go back to other cultures where they really value the wisdom of women that are in menopause and how little symptoms those women will have and how purposeful their life is because it's their job to help share their wisdom with the younger generation and teach their families, you know, how to cook and, and look after themselves and, and about life and how it works. So I, I really think that the transition from perimenopause to menopause is the start of a really powerful stage of a woman's life. You know, for the first time, we get to choose what we want to do, what we want to be, what we want to see, what we want for the rest of our lives. And we usually, for most women that I'm talking to, it's the first time in their adult life that they actually have capacity, time, funds to focus on themselves and think about themselves and put themselves first without feeling like, oh, I'm not being a good mum. So I wrote a whole blog about this transition into this you know new phase of life and aging on your own terms so I will uh, also put that blog link 
in the show notes there as well. But just, you know, I was talking with a client, Lee, who was finishing her program time with me the other day, and she was saying how she didn't look after herself before she started working with me because she felt that by doing that she was skimping out on looking after her family and that it was wrong for her to prioritise herself and look after herself, that she wasn't being a good mum. And that's, you know, that's not just a, a myth that persists after 40. That that one is really a toxic thought that we're raised with from a young age and it persists from, you know, when we become mothers as well. And it doesn't have to be like that. We actually can be a great mother and look after ourselves. The two are not mutually exclusive. And if you think, you know, I always go back to when we're flying on a plane and they're doing the safety talk and they tell us, put your own oxygen mask on first because if you don't, you can't help anyone else. And yet we hop off that plane and we never think of that again. And we just go back to looking after everyone else first, putting their needs before our own and not looking after ourselves properly Then until we fall in a heap and then we try and scramble and, and fix ourselves up, patch ourselves up for a bit, but don't work on that underlying thought about being a good mum means putting everyone else first. And so when I was talking with Lee the other day, she was actually realising and she'd been reflecting and reviewing how that thought was impacting her and how toxic it was and that she was giving herself permission to care for herself as much as she cared for her kids. So super exciting. So perimenopause does not equal old. There's so much purpose and value left in your life. Now, myth number four, perimenopause is a nightmare. Hormone replacement therapy or hormone treatment is your only option. Now, don't get me wrong, because there are symptoms that can occur in perimenopause and menopause and they suck. They totally do. And, you know, you might be unlucky enough to get all of them all at once. But there's two myths here that we're going to get rid of at the price of one. First up, Perimenopause does not have to be horrific and it does not have to make you miserable. And even if you are feeling like death, <laughs> you can. there's still things that you can do to improve your symptoms and work on what's underlying and resolve that so the symptoms fall away. And hormone therapies, I'm going to include the pill and the marina because they're really commonly offered to women in Australia early in perimenopause. But alongside of menopausal hormone therapy for women you know around 50 or older they are not the only solution and I see that a lot on socials at the moment like we've gone from one place where no one wanted hormone therapies because they were you know the studies in the 80s telling us that we were going to get cancer from them and now we're swinging the other way where there's all these voices on on socials and around telling you that hormone therapy is the only option. And so I want to be somewhere in the middle here and say, yes, it can be beneficial for some women, but it's not the only way to work on your symptoms. And again, the two aren't mutually exclusive. You might be on menopausal hormone therapies and find that you're still getting symptoms and you might be doing lots of wonderful things with food as medicine or herbs and nutrients and still having some symptoms or or might feel that maybe your sleep would benefit from some progesterone. But 
yeah, it's not the only option. And I think it really, like everything, I'm always about personalized plans and treatments. And this is no different when it comes to hormone therapies. It really needs to be tailored to you and not just a blanket statement that, yep, it's the only option. Every woman should be on hormone therapy because they're, you know, they don't always work and they can bring their own problems with that as well. So, you know, there is a whole buffet of natural and effective options for perimenopause. We've got food, we've got herbs, we've got nutrients, we've got stress management and like lifestyles, sleep optimization. All of these can equal a much happier, smoother, easier transition into menopause. And if you've got a symptom, I've probably got a blog or a podcast episode on it. And if I don't, it's probably in the works. But reach out and let me know if there's something in particular you want to know about or something that really bothers you that you need some resources on. And I will happily point you in the right direction of my resources. And of course, if you want something more tailored or personalized to you, it's literally what I do with my clients all day, every day is help them master the the chaos that can arise in your body from the hormone changes of perimenopause and menopause and helping your body adjust and adapt to those changes is what's really key to getting the resolution of those symptoms and that's what I'm here for that's what I do okay last myth for today uh myth number five it's too late to work on your health after 40 especially after 50 (laughs) I get messages all the time from women asking me, oh, am I too old? Is it too late? Well, I just want to say that you're never too old and it's never too late. And I think this kind of ties in with that perimenopause equals you're over the hill or you're too old belief there as well. And, you know, we're told to expect to get aches and pains and gain weight and feel tired as we get older, just, you know, put up with it. That's how it is. But it's not too late to take action. And in fact, it's actually a really wonderful time to invest in yourself and improving your health and really get great long-term benefit from that as well. Because perimenopause is a metaphorical fork in the road for your health. Maybe not even metaphorical. It actually is a fork in the road for your health. You get to choose. You get to choose your own adventure here. And which way you choose can either set you up for really great long-term health, aging with vitality and feeling, you know, energy and balance and really living a good quality life in well into your older years. Or, you know, you can keep declining down that path and be at increased risk of chronic health, cardiovascular disease and and diabetes and arthritis and and many other things there as well so ultimately the choice is up to you and how great we get to choose but what would you choose healthy action or the getting older that you dread or getting older in the way that you're told is normal reminder common doesn't have to equal normal especially not for you. We do get to choose. So yeah, it is a really great time and a great phase of life to choose to do something. It's never too late. My oldest clients at the moment are 77 and my youngest clients are 18. There is never too young or too old for working on your health. You will always feel the benefit from it. 
Right. (laughs) So just some tips. So just reminders, really, if you are feeling so tired, like that really bone weary exhaustion that has you struggling to get up in the day or getting through your um, chores each day, please do go and have a comprehensive health assessment and work on things like what you're eating and hydration and is your thyroid in balance and You know, I've got the blood test decoder. It's a free resource. It has the optimal ranges for women's health for some really common blood markers so that you can actually see where you sit and where you want to be. And that in itself might give you some answers. And then if you, you know, if you want you get someone who's knowledgeable in looking at results from a functional or naturopathic perspective to help you interpret those and and see what is underlying, what the problem is for you there. And yeah, I've got, like I said, weight management is what I do all day, every day, particularly in perimenopause and helping, as I said, your body adjust and adapt to the changes that those hormone fluctuations are creating. Helping your body adapt to that is the greatest way to get rid of the symptoms of perimenopause. So I hope that you now have a clearer idea of why those things myths are just absolute bs for you after 40 and in perimenopause and how you don't have to feel cruddy you you don't have to feel exhausted you don't have to accept you know just getting bigger for each year that you're on this planet it's never too late to work on your health or to feel better And, and honestly you know you deserve it and your family need you to feel good because without you like my kids say mom you are the glue that keeps us all together and also (laughs) we would be uh, in trouble if something happened to you (laughs) if you weren't here and it's true because they would have to uh, start thinking about food shopping and what they're going to eat and fueling their bodies more so than what they do already Anyway, I hope that you found this episode helpful today. Uh, I will pop links to the resources, the Chaos to Calm Masterclass, which is free, and the blood test decoder there for you so that you can explore those and get some deeper insight into what is happening for you and what to do about it. And I hope you will join me next time. We are going for a discussion into the world of stress stress hormones and their role in perimenopause thank you so much for sharing your time with me today and i look forward to speaking with you next episode it's really common for women over 40 to experience the chaos of changing hormones mood metabolism and energy But I hope you know now that common doesn't have to equal normal for you or them. You can help others understand they aren't alone in feeling this way and that perimenopause doesn't have to be horrific by subscribing, leaving a review and sharing this podcast with other women in their 40s and beyond. Thanks so much for listening and sharing your time with me today in this Chaos to Calm conversation.